0: This whole world of ours and fancy to Peru I've had sunstroke in the Arctic and a swim in Timbatu. I've seen unicorns in Burma and a yeti in Nepal And I've danced with temple pygmies in a Montezuma hall I've met the King of China and the working Yorkshire miner But I've never met a nice South African Now he's never met a nice South African And it's not bloody surprising, man Cos we're a bunch of arrogant,
1: good great black people Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic
2: nitpicking about Doctor Who
3: From four grown adults who should probably know better
0: From four grown adults who should probably be working
2: We're not afraid to say it like it is Or the word bollocks www.dirtywhoers.com
0: Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers.
2: If you like that kind of thing
0: Geronimo!
3: Fantastic. on C. Cock. With your hosts...
1: Number one assistant... Terry Life. Oolon.
2: Sputters. Sputnik. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia Begonia.
0: Lord President Sen.
3: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. here again... <laughs> And we're going to review Santara and experiment a little bit more on the ball than we were last time. Oh my god, I was fucked beyond the realms of reason last time we did this. Our rating system is based on what we would pay for a 70s prostitute or gigolo. Starting with the free BJ down at the bottom, up to the $50 whore at the top straightforward. Go and see the website. If you need to know any more details, does everybody have a glass charged? Best pale ale I've had in probably
0: 10 years.
3: I have a very nice source of Indian pale ale that I should yeah, say. this is This is
1: fantastic. What's the name of it? Moonman. Moonman, okay.
0: Topical. I like it. It's damn good.
1: Is it very bitter?
0: It's an, a pale ale. It's basically... Well, it should be a bitter it's, tool. well, it's India, but it's an IPA, so it's basically Mr. Clean. <laughs> It was okay. designed in this
3: country to be transported all the way to India yes. and not taste like bollocks by the time it got there. <laughs> yes. It's uh. something because most things taste like bollocks by the time you get to India. Yes. Especially the in-flight food, trust me. The Santaran Experiment back to the realms of Tom Baker, 1975. I remember this vividly being on television. Vividly.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: This mm-hmm. and the utterly fucking splendid Iamata. Raise your glasses Ian Hi. Hi.
1: Hi. Harry. Harry and Liz
3: and Liz the Sl- awesome Sladen dressed like fucking god knows what <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. oh, I think she's adorable in this
3: yeah she is she's, she's always adorable Anyway, this season was a bit of a weird one because we had Ark in Space by the same director before it, and then after it was Genesis the Daleks, one of my all time favourite episodes. Um, also directed by the same director was Mask of Mandragora, Philip Hinchcliffe, Robert Holmes. Before I watched it today, I thought, oh, it's a 10, isn't it? It's a 10. But I got to say, it's a 20. It's a flat 20. It's a flat 20. And it's amazing because it's a two-parter. And it's, it's like a filler, really. It should be a lot shitter than it actually is. But I really enjoyed watching it today. And I guess a chunk of that was nostalgia because it's a Tom Baker episode. And you, you finish a two-parter and you go, oh, I'll just watch another one. Oh, oh, just. And then the afternoon's gone and, you know, your wife's left and shit. <laughs> uh, no, literally, the wife left while I was watching this. She's gone away for two weeks. I didn't notice but um, <laughs> <laughs> I passed her on the stairs on Saturday. She seemed fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> this should be interesting.
0: Five dollar.
3: Oh, this is good. Oh
1: my god! Oh. No. no,
3: it's just because it's not got the fucking Tardis in it, isn't it? That's all it is. Oh, Uh-oh. I love Pertwee. The Damons yeah. is one
0: of my all-time favorite episodes. No Tardis, so you're uh, full of shit.
2: Oh, I'd have to say 20 as well, possibly with a box of chocolates or a bunch of flowers. I refuse
0: to agree with Fuchsia,
3: and therefore I go back to 10.
2: <laughs> You've agreed with me before. And anyway, we need to gang up
1: on Sen. I fully agree with Fuchsia. Whoa. Same exact review. I love this episode. This is one of my favorites. I don't know why. It's just the first time I ever saw it as a young teenager. I loved this episode. A teenager.
3: I presumed you were just like born from an egg on a mountaintop. I bet you let your parents down really badly.
1: I was a problem as soon as I hit uh, puberty.
0: <laughs> first of all, I want to qualify a couple of things. You all know that Tom Baker's not my favorite doctor, and I'm obsessed with the TARDIS. Yes, I actually love Tom Baker in his first season. He was spectacular. Genesis of the doll, Actually, everything else in this season. Tom Baker came out of the gate swinging like almost no other... Only Paul McGann came out as strong as him, I feel. That's me. Not his first episode. Spearhead from Space was not as good as Robot. I don't think. No, yet. it's not. No photos yet. Yeah. Um, Tom Baker just slid into that character from the moment he jumped up off the floor. On many yeah, things, afterwards. He, um, <laughs> he he wasn't. He wasn't a drunk yet. They weren't letting him try and write scripts. It was it was a machine in his first season because it was basically still the Pertwee crew, but with you know a much more vibrant actor. On a better budget, yeah, yeah right. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Better special effects, better production yes, values, absolutely. And this episode brought down the whole season. Oh, um,
1: Jesus Christ! There, so is,
0: there is absolutely no reason for its existence. First of all, this is this is a concurrent story arc that starts with Robot and ends with Terror of the Zygons, and it is a coherent story throughout. This two-parter contributes nothing to the arc, which is okay. That's fine, but it doesn't and if i was still on the high council i would bitch slap you back to the fucking stone age (laughs) seriously
3: (laughs) but this is this this was made as a filler and it is so much more than that yeah
2: and Uh, yeah it
0: has the most convoluted worthless story i've ever seen okay so really
2: after you've seen fear and you think this is worse
0: yes here's the (laughs) centaurans the centaurans want to invade earth Yeah. Okay. Earth is uninhabited. Yeah. So just land there and post your flag. For some reason, they're deathly afraid of humans which has never bothered them before. Yeah, but they're all over the universe by this point. So So they they have have colonies all over the place. Okay, so they have to learn all of this information about the humans, right? So what do they do? They lure a few humans to Earth, which has no humans on it, so that they can learn all about the humans, so that they can invade the planet with no fucking humans on it. (laughs) Who (laughs) cares? I must admit, I think
1: Santa's got a point.
3: Also, they send a kind of military guy to do it as opposed to a medical team.
1: And you're totally right. I thought about this, but... Yet it's still a great story.
0: Woolen insists on judging a story against the others in its season. Mm. This is... I knew that was sp- going to come back and buy me on the ass. Yeah, go This on. is a spectacular season with a coherent story throughout. As much as I love Muffet, this season has a story arc far cleaner and better than anything Muffet's written since he took over, except for this useless two-parter. If I may just for a second, I
3: actually don't judge it against a season. I judge it against the rest of a Doctor's tenure. And oh, frankly,
0: okay, I'm sorry. If you're going to judge this against the deadly assassin and Legopolis is, then it's a free BJ. Uh, no, but I'm
3: also oh, I
0: oh, oh. Some serious
3: fucking bollocks <laughs> later on, like stones of blood. Uh, what's the one where he turns into a fucking cactus? Dreadful. <laughs> oh, geez.
1: I've been trying to watch it. I can't
0: get through it. But here's the thing. At least those were self-contained stories that weren't trying to hold up a stronger arc.
3: I don't think it has to try. I think it's very much a part of it. In fact, I believe Ark and Space was supposed to be six episodes or something and yes. this was actually part of Ark in Space and it was separated out. I could be wrong. I can't remember.
2: There. I know that there are a lot of anecdotes about this little two-parter oh, that we'll yeah. get to in a moment but I can't remember whether it was or not now.
3: Something like that. But anyway, here
2: You're
1: saying there's a story arc. There's like some kind of weak connection between these stories in that Trans-Mart. there's Space Station Nerva and the Transmat thing. Yeah. That is not really a story arc.
3: But the, Well, the story arc Because it's all the guys in the... the, Well, not even in the TARDIS, but it's all the guys together is the story arc because they don't get home until Locke's monster.
1: So the companions are traveling together. That's a story arc?
3: In this instance, I think it is. And I think it's held together by the Transmat and the technology because they go back to Nerva and all kinds of stuff, don't they? Mm. Yeah.
2: And the story... the Cyberman episode where they end up back on Nerva
3: again.
1: If that's what you're calling a story arc, then this completely supports it.
0: What I'm calling a story arc is the fact that two of the stories in this season Season, both take place on the same station mm. where we mm. get a before and after mm-hmm. of the whole season is basically about the rise of humanity as a galactic empire. Yes. The whole season is, is a prequel to the galactic empire during the Pertwee era. Yeah, it is. Okay. The whole season is one big giant prequel. Along with Genesis of the Daleks, the humans end up being a major player in the Dalek Wars later on, as they were already during the Hartnell era as well. This is a beautiful piece of retcon from Robot. Mm. All the way through the Loch Ness episode, except this doesn't contribute to that. Okay, but it's still
1: a very subtle story arc. Consider the story arcs we get nowadays. That is just like a connection.
0: That was a big deal back then. Yeah, it was they didn't actually. Do story arcs. Yeah. And these stories are pretty well connected. When I watched this, I went back and watched part of the episode before and part of the episode after so that I could have it fit in. Wow. They are pretty connected. Yeah. Would you like to go next? You should be going here.
2: I think I might. Yeah. Oh, the South African accents bless them. Come on. It was a good idea. Let's make like so it a colony so
3: that we know that they're different and everything.
2: Yeah. I just love the way you descend into brumminess every time, <laughs> time you try to do a South African accent. <laughs> it's hilarious it just, it oh this is just it's utter tat isn't it I mean dear god uh, you need sunglasses to watch it that's so western and those wellies I've forgotten the wellies <laughs> oh, I've forgotten the wellies oh,
3: so I first time you see them
2: you're not going to lose her in a fog are you <laughs> I've been I mean, a fog
3: with Liz Slade and I'd have very tight hold of her
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean she is absolutely adorable and how can you not love it when it's one of the Harry episodes the fucking I thing she does with the Harry.
3: woolly hat. it's like she pulls it down and makes her eyes out of it as well the doctor just looks at her <laughs> you lot just fuck off off and
2: let me come right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. he's absolutely unaffected right. by her cuteness <laughs> <laughs> and it's Harry bimbling around being Harry and like old thing I'm not uh, a thing, we'll Harry <laughs> I love Harry so much I have very vague memories and I mean very vague memories of this because this is the weird thing um, from when it was on originally because I wasn't all that old I do remember Harry being in um, and his duffel coat oh, I remember when we were little everybody had duffel yeah, coats yeah yeah
3: totally donkey jackets and <laughs> yeah. duffle coats absolutely yeah <laughs> The Paddington
0: buttons Yeah. look like tusks or something. What the fuck was that? About? Yeah,
2: Parkers, they were ridiculous.
3: so
0: you can put your Parker up in the wind. Terry, yes. do you want to you want move on and go talk about uh, <laughs> baseball?
2: <or Jeez>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm intruding, so
1: don't. Cultural <Chinese>. exchange.
0: <laughs> yeah, not only is this a cultural exchange, but I was minus two when this episode airs. <laughs> Just seen the chore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but no, it, yes, it is filler. It is two-parter. It's bunged in there to make up the series' weight. It doesn't really have that much weight. It is a stupid plot. There's no two ways around it, but it's nice to see the Suntarans again. It's nice to see the Suntarans being git. Proper
3: um, isn't it? Because she's been in Doctor Who so long, she often gets a reference, and it was that whole seeing Davros thing again for a mm-hmm. moment, you know, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Whole, yeah. She had the whole attraction of the Lynx effect for a moment. The Lynx <laughs> effect.
1: <No. laughs> I had to get it in Star-ish. I'd I'd that all day, uh, you?
3: And some fellow <laughs> on American ears who didn't understand the joke.
2: <laughs> they have Lynx commercials over there too.
3: No, it's called something different, like Axe or something like that,
2: isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's lovely when she gets to see Lynx or whatever his name is in this one. Yeah, and just sort of like, oh my god. Um, i just
3: a free <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's an interesting story as well, because it's, it's one of those ones... It was obviously completely shot on location. Mm. I'm not sure if it was one of the first ones that was just completely shot on location. Actually,
3: it's the first one that was shot all on video, because normally external stuff was done on Super 16 or 16mm, 16 and I know this was the first one that was shot on video, which is why it looks a bit weird every now and again. But mm. well, It's like fucking Dartmoor. Dartmoor always looks a bit weird.
2: It is always it's like Dartmoor. Weird. The really odd thing about it, and one of the reasons why it is a bit strange, is the fact that Tom Baker fell over and smashed his collarbone... Yes, he did. ...early in the filming... which is why most of the time it's Terry Walsh yes, Terry Walsh in a wig, and you only get occasional close-up shots, like face shots of Tom, and you can see that his coat's not sitting right, because his arm's in a sling underneath
3: it. I noticed that before I knew, because I'd done a bit of research on it before we (laughs) podcast. Oh, we researched this shit, it's amazing, isn't it? I'd done a bit of research, and I didn't know he's broken his collarbone. I know it's on the um, dingy video, but but I've only got the VHS, and it comes with, oh, it's a double up with another episode, Mike with Genesis I think
2: mm. same tape if you've got the DVD it's well worth listening to the commentary for it because there's some really interesting stuff in there because mm. of course the guy who was playing the Sontaran as well the costume he was not a well man and the costume was so heavy We died soon afterwards he didn't he the he hospital. did die soon yeah. afterwards yeah you know that big fight at the end it's two stuntmen dressed up as other people because <laughs> neither of the main <laughs> actors could actually do the fight so yeah that's why you know Lynx isn't doing a lot because Link's. he just physically couldn't move in the costume
3: Welcome <laughs> to uh, that's it uh, Robert a gentleman at the back with his hand up. Thank you very much. <laughs> Another very English joke. I apologise. Moving on.
2: But it, yeah, it is complete bobbins, but, you know, it's Sarah Jane and Harry. What's yeah. to love.
3: Well, <laughs> not long after this, it was on in the February and later on in the year, they came to Blackpool and every year, we used to go as a family to the Doctor Who exhibition in Blackpool and they had the three of them at the Doctor Who exhibition. They were walking down yeah. the road and Harry was on my side of the road and came up and said hello and he went, hello, are you're you very much in character and stuff and shook my little hand and shook oh, my dad's hand. Hey. Oh!
2: oh. Oh my god! They were to turn of the lights, weren't they? Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. awesome.
3: They were golden fucking years, Doctor yeah. Who. Because even though I was into Pertwee, suddenly every motherfucker and his robot dog was into Doctor Who. Oh,
2: yeah. You know, by it the time Leela turned
3: up, that was it. It was just everybody oh, okay. loved Doctor Who.
2: Didn't Ian Mata write the novelization of this one as well?
3: Oh, we might have done, actually. Mm-hmm, yes. I, I know so. the guy who plays um, Kranz wrote mm. Space Museum.
2: Oh. There you go. It's all very, very nepotistic, isn't it? Or is that incestuous? <laughs> yeah.
3: Either way. There's a little of that.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> some can column A, some can column B. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that's it. I like it. It's it's two episodes. It just now stays welcome, and it has two of the best companions ever in it. So there you go. I love it. There's no
1: corridors. <laughs> <Just laughs> <really. laughs> There's not one corridor to be seen. That was really refreshing. It was nice that it was all outside. I like that. I love that it was a short story without universal destruction threatening on the horizon. I love that. I I like it in Doctor Who when it managed to get a less significant <laughs> story. You know something. More vignette sized. Okay, I like that. Everything you guys said, I agree. So that's it. That was that it. Fuck. <laughs> that was it. Good go. Okay,
3: you'll have to interrupt me. I
1: don't know. I got a little tongue tied. All of a sudden, I'm sorry.
0: Aww. Well, feel free to
3: interrupt. <laughs>
1: me.
0: She, uh, yeah, Tom she Baker. said everything she wanted to say in the middle of my sentences.
1: <laughs> Tom Baker was awesome, and I love Centaurans. Centaurans are my favorite monster, and it's because of this story. St. They St. just Tom ever were
3: since were my favorite monster. monster. I, now, meh.
1: Oh, the new ones suck. They just made them crap. But I love that that he was like so methodical and he had like his little orderly system that he had to follow and the doctor's just like, oh, I'm gonna mess him yeah, up. I mean, was
2: yeah, Obviously <laughs> an inferior clone botch. No teas yeah. so, around it. Yeah.
0: So let me get this straight, Terry. When Daleks die they blow up. When Cybermen die, you know, it's this big traumatic yelling and guns in their faces. Mm-hmm. And when a Centauran oh. dies, when a Centauran <laughs> dies, the the actor steps out of the costume and they film the costume collapsing to
1: the ground. Yeah,
0: they film and it backwards. They inflate it with gas. air and film it backwards. Done or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So your favorite death
3: scene they're is an anti
1: fart. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: okay, I guess it's they just you They
1: just laugh. They're, they're <laughs> such idiots. You guys have said <laughs> a lot of
3: stuff that I I I, do, I agree with a chunk of what Sen said, but it doesn't alter the fact that it's a lovely little teapot and a great stuff. Hmm. And it's just fucking cuddly warm. I watched it today. and It just took me right back to sitting on the sofa at home, watching it on a shitty little Sony black and white telly that you had to tune in the channel. So, I don't know. It just felt very personal. It's such a slice of life that I, I, I know I'm not going on the episode and I'm, I'm reveling in nostalgia here but it was just fucking lovely to watch and it's not one that I choose to watch very often because it is just a two-part I and mean, if you're going to sit down and watch Doctor Who you don't fucking do it by arms you watch at least eight episodes on a run don't you so you tend to watch two four-parts <laughs> I'm sorry but you do yeah, you know, yeah. ooh, I fancy a couple of Toms well Talent of Wing Chiang and Genesis the Daleks usually you yeah. know. Oh, I
2: can't believe you just said you fancied a couple of Toms actually
3: yes I can <laughs> I can yeah, <laughs> Tom for everybody.
1: He holds it together so well.
3: Yeah, and these are the days when he did hold it together. You know, mm-hmm. to be honest, Liz Sladen was the fucking star in this season. Mm-hmm. She's the one that she carried did. it in the series before. He was in her shadow to some degree. That's true. And Ian Marta was just a fantastic addition. As a kid, I just fucking loved Harry. I love the way Harry's yeah. bimbling tip.
2: He's a bit odd even for the Navy. <laughs> <Okay>.
3: <laughs> but, you know, a medical <laughs> guy, sees a guy dying of, of exhaustion. He gets a rag and he soaks it in water. He tries to do his bit. The beginning it, it does make you go, hang on, what the fuck is going on here? See, Johnny's falling down the well, and and now the doctor's not there, and she goes, "But oh, this is really fucking convoluted. It it does feel like that to start off with, but then, to be honest, I just fucking took my brain out, put it on the sofa next.
1: The fact that Harry then gets out of the thing and starts taking initiative is nice, you know, because at first, it, like you just said, you're thinking, oh, shit, everybody and their mother's going to keep falling in that hole.
3: <laughs> so starting to break their fucking collarbone. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> and I did notice, before I knew about the collarbone thing that Tom was looking a tiny bit Paddington Bear. He was looking a bit padded. Yeah. yeah. The, you yeah. Know, very... And I did think, what well, but fucking hell? Tom was a big fella, wasn't he? He got a fucking collar on over <laughs> there and the scarf and all that so He is a big fella, I know, but you know. And the hallucinogenic device that they put on Sarah Jane is just mm. fucking laughable. She is attacked by... Pop.
2: Oh, my God, that was funny. Yeah, but bear in mind that the story before this is bubble wrap. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Bubble wrap was fucking cutting edge back then, seriously. It was. Looked, I, I loved it. But it is only a 20. It's not one of the classics. But considering it's a filler, now we get fillers which are just cock. Yeah. And each mm-hmm. read over two episodes pretty well. And for kids throughout England... It made grit bins the most awesome thing fucking ever. Because you you know his sort of scanning device that he goes up to and talks back to base and it's outside. Mm -hmm. It's like a bubble thing. That is Mm -hmm. a a grit bin. They're by the sides of the roads fucking everywhere in England. They're bright yellow and they contain salt that you spread on the road yourself if you want a little patch outside. Oh. So every time I see one of those fucking grit bins, I think of Sontaran experiment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, 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 and any, any hoovian with uh, salt, no pun intended, probably thinks that...
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, the one in our village is one of those flat ones that looks like you could find oh, oh, a it... in it quite nicely. Yeah, it was... uh,
3: they're a bit out of vogue, the round ones. I bet, you, you know, the uh-huh. council sells them. That'd be an awesome thing to have. One of them round grip bins, that's pathetic, isn't it? I'm sorry, I'll get my coat.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> 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 Oh, dear. Okay, so let's tidy this up. A mixed bag. Sen does have good points there. Uh,
1: yeah, he does. Up. As usual. As usual. He always has good points.
3: I know. I know. You don't have to agree. I used to be a lot of <laughs> harder against him, but I'm not on the inner council anymore, you know? I'm just one voice. I am, I am the equivalent of Victor fucking First Mornington. Imagine how I feel.
0: Oh, no, no. You're a cardinal. He's a counselor. do Don't worry. He's still an outsider.
2: He's that's not technically a Gallifreyan. That's why I'm just calling
0: this. Anyway. Right. Yes. Shh. <laughs>
2: Listen anyway, this is, um, Wheel of Hope. Oh should be. What?
3: oh what's the one where he says something like damn you, you spud-headed, turd-faced monster.
1: Okay, so my favourite is, I shall kill you all now, but first, I have more important tasks to perform. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? What the fuck does that mean? What? <laughs> is
2: that, that's a threat? I'm sorry, I've got some
1: bureaucratic stuff i got to take care of before I kill
2: you. There's a lovely little bit of, of nonsense where he's going on about the stuff he's got in his pocket that saved yeah. his life and then complaining about how much crap he's got in his Pockets. pocket. So yeah, yeah, his yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love that. And then he throws something away.
3: Yeah, but he did put it in his pocket in... All Spice. Hmm.
1: Oh my God, that's a complicated uh, art right there.
0: Oh, really? Is it, Terry? Tell us about that. (laughs) Sarah Jane, what you're trying to say is that you're too busy and you'd like us to push off the doctor. (laughs) I'd phrase it more elegantly myself, but of course, but yes.
2: (laughs) Wheel of who? Wheel of who? Wheel of who? who.
0: What are Uh. we going to do next?
1: I understand this time.
3: There's not one single part of it I haven't adjusted or repaired at some time. You cry, I. Furthermore, I'm in complete and constant control of it. <laughs>
0: image of the Fendal.
3: Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Really. Uh, well,
2: that's a nasty later. one.
3: It is. It's like- a fucking deep one. All right. Okay. Literally yeah. a deep one. Literally yeah. a deep <laughs> yeah. one. Very, very cthulhu I love the bit where she has her eyes painted on the outside of it. Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah. 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 Yeah, but this this is a really nasty one from what I remember. <laughs>
3: yeah, okay. So, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, next time round, image of the Fendal. Some quite wacky characters as well in image of the Fendal. Oh, oh. Hmm. No, again.
2: And, of course, like Benedict to... Cumberbatch's mum.
3: Really? Oh,
2: really? Wanda Ventham.
3: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes,
2: yeah, Wanda Ventham is Benedict Cumberbatch's mum. Really we are
3: mom. a minor pointless shit, aren't you? <laughs> I am <I> for <laughs> All right, folks. So we have been the Dirty Hills Doctor Who podcast. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Google Plus. We post a lot of different stuff to all the different channels, but our Facebook and our Google Plus are always spoiler free. Goodbye.
2: Ta-ta. Goodbye,
1: dear, everyone. Goodbye. You've been listening to
3: The Dirty Hoers
0: Doctor Who Podcast Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHoers.com
2: Find us on Twitter at DirtyHoers
3: See you next time
1: Memorial thing with the with mm. the obelisk.
3: Mm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with the obelisk
3: so big, I thought Victor built it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I did too. I was like, Victor built that. Victor it's but huge. somebody's
3: <laughs> overcompensating. Good lord, Dylan's got one of those. It's only three foot tall. Oh.